Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception. And at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn. Dot com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Remember civil liberties with all the Obamagate spying and due process under attack and the endless lockdowns. They might seem like a distant memory. We will get into all of it. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Welcome back to Verdicts with Ted Cruz. I'm Michael Knowles. Senator, the last time that we spoke, the biggest story of the day was the exoneration of Michael Flynn, President Trump's first national security advisor. The DOJ dropped the case into him. The FBI set him up. This was a huge miscarriage of justice, but thankfully the case was was being dismissed until I just read a headline 
that the judge is not letting go of the case, even though the prosecution said that they were pulling out of it. Can you explain to me how that's even possible, what's going on? It is ridiculous. This federal judge, we've seen too many judges on the bench behaving like they're members of the resistance and, and, yeah. and, and signing up to, to, to really the, the, the partisan objective of, of attacking the president and this administration. Listen, everything about this Michael Flynn investigation and prosecution stinks from the get-go. And, and, and what has come public in the last couple of weeks is, is stunning. What we now know is, number one, Attorney General Bill Barr, when he came in, assigned a U.S. attorney who is a longtime experienced uh, veteran with the FBI and the Department of Justice to go and invest, go, go look at this case and make sure nothing untoward happened. And he went and investigated and, and they were horrified by what they found. Hmm. They found that the FBI agents going after Michael Flynn, number one, the FBI was going to dismiss the case because they didn't have any evidence. And then Peter Strzok, who we've seen is a rabidly partisan Trump hater, uh, stopped it from being closed and said how lucky they were that their incompetence, that's his, his word, was such that it saved them from closing the case. And, and they decided, all right, let's go interview him and, and see if we can somehow entrap him in a lie in order to, and this is the FBI's own notes, get him fired. Get him to lie so we can get him fired. That's not the FBI's job. Right. Why are they trying to get the national security advisor for the newly elected president fired? So that came out initially, but it gets worse. And by the way, uh, James Comey bragged, the, the, the old FBI director bragged in an interview how essentially he suckered General Flynn, who's a decorated three-star general, by the way, who, who, who spent his whole life fighting to defend this country. They suckered General Flynn into this, this interview where, where they said, oh, you don't need a lawyer. No, 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 you don't need to tell the White House counsel about it. We're just coming to chat. Just to chit-chat. And, and, and he was, and actually Comey said something to the effect of, you know, a White House that, that, that knew what they were doing would never have fallen for this. Of course, they did this right after Trump was elected, right when they're getting started, when they're getting their team in place. But, but it's worse than that. What's come out in this last week are, are, are two things that, that are beyond stunning. One, we know that there was a January 5th meeting in the White House with President Obama, that President Obama yeah. was directly part of the meeting where, where it was discussed with senior law enforcement and intelligence. They were targeting the national security advisor for the incoming president. Not only that, we know that Joe Biden was at that meeting and stunningly that Joe Biden personally directed the unmasking of General Flynn. Let's, let, let's unmask his name. Normally, the intelligence reports, the intercepts come around with names blocked out. Joe Biden personally said, unmask him. Let, let, let's see his name. And then on top of that, in the last week of the Obama administration, Susan Rice, the, the national security advisor, sent an email to herself and to the intelligence community saying, under the directions of President Obama, and she made this clear, this was coming from Barack Obama himself, uh, you may not be able to share certain aspects of national security information concerning Russia with the incoming president. What in the hell? Uh, like, right. this has never happened in the history of our country. An outgoing administration launching a political investigation, a political persecution, and telling 
all of the deep state bureaucrats, when the new president comes in, he's not your president. You don't have to tell him what's going on. Just, just go after him, target him, and trap him, set him up. I mean, it was stunning. And, and, and in more than two centuries of our nation's history, I am not aware of any outgoing administration that ever so much has tried to do this to the new administration. It is wrong. It is offensive. It is grotesque. And so the Department of Justice came in and said, we shouldn't have brought this case. We don't have the evidence. Let's dismiss it. Now, here's what happens when the prosecutor does that. The judge says, case dismissed. Right. Prosecutor's not going to prosecute you. The case is dismissed. But this judge apparently has, has, has strapped on his little pink hat, and he's decided he's part of the resistance. So number one, he, he, he issued this call to Amiki, to friends of the court. You guys tell me if this prosecution should continue, even though the uh, prosecutors aren't prosecuting it. And then he appointed another judge, who happens to be a Democratic appointee as well, to go assess whether, whether he should charge Michael Flynn with perjury. All right, well, let me give you a clue, judge. You or your buddy who you've appointed, don't charge anybody with anybody. <laughs> go read that document that you may have put away a long time ago. It's called the Constitution. There are three articles. Article 1, Article 2, and Article 3 that set up our Constitution. There's seven altogether, but three that set up, set up our government. You're in Article 3. You're the judiciary. It is the executive that charges. It is the judiciary that tries the case. And so this is grotesque. It is a violation of civil liberties. And of course, all the left-wing partisans don't care because they hate Trump. It is offensive. This is a very bizarre case. I'm glad you could lay that out because I've had trouble trying to relate how the Michael Flynn part of it relates to this uh, January 5th meeting, how it relates to Susan Rice and Barack Obama and now Joe Biden, we've learned. This is being called Obamagate. The mainstream media are denying that Obamagate exists just like they denied all the rest of Barack Obama's presidential scandals. You're saying this is possibly unprecedented. This is historic. This is an egregious abuse of power. I, I don't know of any history. There have been administrations that, that didn't like each other before, that shifted from one to the other. Yeah. But, but one of the hallmarks of, of our democratic system, of our constitutional republic, is the peaceful transition of power from one party to another. We're not a banana republic. We, we, we don't go try to prosecute those we disagree with because of political disagreements. We enforce the law regardless of party. That's, that's what our tradition is. You know, the, the closest I can think of is when the Clinton administration was leaving and the George W. Bush administration came in. Um, well, we knew that, 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 that the Clintons did, did steal the silverware from the White House <laughs> residents. But that Some was, of the furniture. That, right. that, that was <laughs> uniquely characteristic of them. Yeah. But the outgoing Clinton White House staff, they, they, they did on a number of the keyboards uh, in the White House, they pulled the letter W off of. And, you know, it was George W. Bush, and that was sort of a, a juvenile prank. But they didn't unleash... <laughs> the Department of Justice and the FBI and the intelligence community to set up, to, to entrap, to prosecute, to target uh, the incoming administration, the National Security Advisor, to unleash wiretaps on the incoming uh, administration's campaign, to, to, to base right. it on a bogus dossier compiled by the opposing, by, by, by I guess, the outgoing uh, administration's own party 
paid for by the DNC, paid for by Hillary Clinton. What a grotesque abuse of power. And, and let me tell you something. The Senate needs to do something about it. The Senate needs to have every one of these clowns that abuse their power brought in front of us and testify under oath. The entire array of them, the ones that were sitting in that White House, I'm talking James Comey, I'm talking Yates, I'm talking Susan Rice, I'm talking Joe Biden, I'm talking Barack Obama. Every one of them should testify about their weaponizing and politicizing law enforcement and the intelligence community to prosecute, target, and, and, and wrongfully go after the next, in, the incoming president of the United States. That's right. And it's so corrupt. And even if you're a Trump hater out there, even if you're, you're glad, you know, that the outgoing administration was going after the incoming administration, all of that, it does come down also to a question of civil liberties. And it's not just being attacked by government thugs who are spying on people. It, it, we're also seeing this in other places. You had a great tweet earlier today. This was in regard to Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, who said that she, Betsy DeVos has now issued these policies that will protect the accused on college campuses. But the ACLU is now going after Betsy DeVos for protecting civil liberties, even though the ACLU is supposed to be the American Civil Liberties Union. So you tweeted out, ACLU moves to delete the C and the L from their name. Hereafter, it shall be the ADPU, the American Democratic Party. Party union. They are for all criminal defendants, unless they're Republicans, and they are for all sexual assault victims, unless they are accusing Democrats. Can you just tell us a little bit about the, the Betsy DeVos decision, what that means on campus, and uh, how on earth the ACLU now opposes civil liberties? Uh, look, it, 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 it is crazy. Let's start with Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Education. The Obama administration, when it came to college campuses, that they really got radicalized. And, and sexual assault is a horrific evil. I've spent a lot of my life in law enforcement prosecuting those who commit sexual assault. It, it, it has been a lifelong passion of mine. It, it is a grotesque evil that should be punished. But criminal defendants have rights. They, we have due process. We yeah. have a bill of rights. We have where people are, an accused is entitled to the presumption of innocence. What the Obama Department of Education did is they used the federal education dollars to try to coerce, frankly, a bunch of radicals on campuses who were happy to do this anyway, into creating these star chambers where, where if there's an accusation of sexual assault, uh, the accused is presumed guilty and has little or no rights, can't confront their accuser, can't even know what the charge is in some cases. I mean, it really is... It's Kafkaesque, where, where, where you have been charged. We will not inform you what the charge is. We will not inform yeah. you who's raising the allegations. You can't call witnesses in your defense because you don't know what you're charged with, but here are the consequences. Okay, that's not fair. That's not right. That's not just. But, but in the radical leftist world, uh, it was politically expedient. The Department of Education said, no, we're going to follow federal law. And, and that means we're not going to force colleges just to, just to immediately summarily execute uh, anyone who's facing an accusation. Instead, there should be a fair fact-fighting proceeding that respects due process. Now, in any ordinary circumstance, you take the ACLU. ACLU, I disagree with a lot of the things they do, 
but, but they were formed to protect civil liberties. And, and in fact, to protect civil liberties of those who have been charged with something, those who have been accused with something. Many times they're guilty, and if they're guilty, they should be punished. But you're entitled yeah. to have due process protections. Here's the problem. The ACLU, like most of the left, Donald Trump has driven them nuts. I, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're just, they're in straitjackets babbling like Bugs Bunny. I mean, I mean, they just, <laughs> they don't make any sense anymore. And, and, and so ACL used to support all criminal defendants. Okay, I understand that. Sometimes I don't like it. If it's mass murders, they, they've taken it too far. But okay, that's at least a coherent position is I'm gonna support criminal defendants against government prosecution, defend their rights. ACLU isn't doing that anymore. Where is the ACLU on Michael Flynn? Right. Show me the ACLU <laughs> coming in and saying, judge, if the prosecution is dismissing the case, you can't become judge, prosecutor, and presumably executioner. I don't know if the judge is going to lock him in his own jail cell, too. Any reasonably coherent ACLU would be standing alongside Michael Flynn, but God forbid he's a Republican and, and worked for Trump. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. ACLU's got nothing to do with it. On the flip side, uh, you, you, you know, they, they, they want a virtue signal on, on sexual assault. Where's the ACLU on the allegations against Joe Biden? I, I don't recall the ACLU. And by the way, you remember the sitting lieutenant governor of Virginia? That's right. Who had pretty serious I, I allegations of rape against him, but, but, but he's a Democrat. Of course you've forgotten yeah. him. Has any <laughs> media outlet covered that? For six months it's disappeared. Why? Right. Because he's a Democrat. Where's the ACLU on that? And, 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 and so it, it is at this point so shamelessly partisan that... that it ought to be possible to defend principles, defend the Constitution, defend the Bill of Rights with coherency and, and, and fairness. Let's look, when there's a sexual assault allegation, I believe the alleged victim should be treated with respect, should be listened to, should, the allegations should be treated seriously, but it still depends on the evidence. The accused yeah. deserves a presumption of innocence, and you should look to the facts, that, that's actually a fair and neutral way to apply it. It's not the way the, these hardcore lefty partisans are treating it. That's right. We have kangaroo courts on college campuses that are trampling over the due process rights of the accused. And that for some reason, these panels of professors are, are dealing with one of the most serious crimes you can commit. Not our criminal justice system, but for some reason, these, these random professors and deans. Uh, you got the kangaroo courts there. You got the kangaroo courts at the federal level now uh, trying to continue the persecution of Michael Flynn. We're looking around. We're saying, what happened to our civil liberties? And I think for most Americans, the way it really affects our lives is we were told 15 days to slow the spread. We're going to give up some of our civil liberties because obviously there's this epidemic going around and we, we want to keep everybody safe. Now, you know, I think a lot of states are being very reasonable about this, reacting to evidence. Some states, some cities are becoming downright arbitrary in their power grabs. They're saying that these power grabs yep. are going to go on indefinitely. Or, or have those places just simply lost our civil liberties? Well, let me make two points. One on sexual assault and then one more generally on individual liberty and, and civil liberties. Yeah. On, on sexual assault, um, look, I, I have argued and, and won numerous cases dealing with uh, prosecuting and in some cases seeking the death penalty for child rapists and those who committed sexual assault. I think it needs to be punished very seriously. Uh, I have also been leading the fight along with New York Democrat Kirsten Gillibrand 
to change the way sexual assault is prosecuted in the military. The military, unfortunately, has been a long problem where the decisions, charging decisions right now are made by the commanding officer. And the problem is you get conflicts of interest yeah. and, and, and victims of sexual assault in the military don't, don't feel confident to come forward with those allegations. So I've long been an advocate of changing the charging decisions from the commanding officer to a military career prosecutor. So keeping it within the military, but not in the immediate change of, of command so the prosecutor can fairly evaluate the evidence, be credible, and decide whether or not there's sufficient evidence to charge sexual assault. The reason I bring that up is, is all of the virtue signaling lefties. For eight years, Barack Obama was president. He could have changed it any day. He could have changed how sexual assault in the military is prosecuted, and Barack Obama for eight years refused to do it. That actually would make a difference, and it needs to be done. So your second point about, about individual liberties. We're seeing, in any crisis, uh, you remember the movie Wall Street? Yes. The, 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 there's a great scene where, where Lou, the old broker, uh, says, says to Charlie Sheen, you know, I'm going to paraphrase this and mess this up, but something to the effect of, uh, there comes a time in a crisis when a man stares into the abyss, and in the abyss is where he finds his character, and that is what saves him from the abyss. Mm. That's close to it. It's a good rendition. Look, in a time, <laughs> in a time of crisis, you see someone's character. Yeah. And we are seeing yeah. the character of these petty authoritarian tyrants. Who, who are running around stripping away civil liberties. Uh, you know, just earlier today, I saw a video of a woman in New York, New York an African-American mom, who was walking with, with her son. He's, I don't know, maybe three, four years old, young child, walking through the subway. And, and, and she committed, apparently, the cardinal sin of she wasn't wearing a mask. And, and she was surrounded by police officers who threw her to the ground, wrestled her to the ground, pushed her into, number one, the nasty, dirty subway station floor, which right. I can't imagine anyone laying down, and handcuffed her, and her little son is sitting there watching this. By the way, where's the ACLU? You, you want to talk about, yeah. but like, like, okay, I, and, and I'm not saying, it's so easy for people to embrace extremes. I'm not saying never wear a, a mask ever. I, I wear a mask when I'm on an airplane. I wear a mask when I go to the grocery store. I'm, I'm wearing a mask. I want to be respect public safety. But it could have been really different if they had given her a mask, yeah. if they hadn't, like, you shouldn't be throwing young moms to the ground in front of their little kids and handcuffing them for not wearing a mask. That's just stupid, but these authoritarian tyrants, they believe in government power, they hate liberty. It's the same numbskulls, it's different numbskulls, but the same type of numbskulls, <laughs> who, who sent in bulldozers in California to fill a skate park with <laughs> yeah, sand. Right. Like what, like, like, I mean, that video, if you haven't seen it, you ought to watch it. And, and by the way, I think it would be perfectly reasonable for the local officials to, to, to have a police officer there and say, say, kids, you guys need to socially distance. Don't all gather together, spread apart and be safe. But you know, look, if a kid wants to, to, to go skateboarding, like, like it's only malicious tyranny. Yes. 
that fills a skate park with sand. That's just dumb. And it's the same malicious tyranny that throws a mom on the floor and handcuffs her in front of her little kid. And of course, the people who filled that skate park should have known that teenage skateboard punks are not exactly known for following the rules. So they were obviously going to dig the <laughs> sand out and go right back to skateboarding. More power to them. I really enjoyed and, it. And last I checked, it, skateboarders are, 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 are loners. Uh, certainly all the skateboarders I've known. And by the way... <laughs> If, for anyone who, who, who's sort of young and, and hip and rebellious, remember it is the lefty Dems yeah. that are yeah. trying to strip right. away your freedom. Remember who's doing it. Remember the tyrants. And by the way, you know, you're in California right now. I, I don't see actually the, the, the monitors watching you, although, although I kind of <laughs> yeah. expect a Skynet drone to come in any moment now and, and like find you. Uh, but but I got to say, there are, there are a lot of Californians looking to flee, uh, including some pretty prominent players. I You know, I noticed Elon Musk, was it? Is uh, I mean, he's one of the wealthiest guys, one of the most successful guys in California. I think he's put his houses on the market. He said he's going to move to either Nevada or Texas. You're seeing a number of other people. Senator, is this an invitation? Are we Should we all just go down to Texas now? Uh, yes, with a caveat. So, so... You're all invited, but there needs to be an entrance exam. If you're going to vote for the sort of lefty commies that screwed up California, please stay where you are and enjoy what you voted for. Right. If you're willing to come for freedom, we would welcome you. And so Elon Musk, look, his Tesla factory, he wants to open, his workers want to open, and, and the petty tyrant said, no, you can't work. And, and by the way, there was a Democratic state legislator who sent out a tweet that was, F you, Elon Musk. What on earth is going on that elected <laughs> officials are tweeting expletives at their constituents? These are the same clowns who last week we talked about, the, the elected Democratic judge in Dallas that demanded of, of Shelley Luther, the hairdresser, apologize to your elected officials. Yeah. You guys are not friggin' overlords. Get off your power trip and, yeah. and don't curse at your constituents. And so I, I sent out a tweet to, to, to Elon Musk saying, Come to Texas. We welcome you. We love jobs. We like making cars and trucks down here. We'd love to have Tesla. Um, by the way, I got to say, Teslas, I don't have a Tesla. I have some friends who have it. They're, they're amazing drives. And my girls desperately want us to get a Tesla because, so the coolest thing is on the giant TV screen in the middle, <laughs> I guess there's a button that makes a fart noise from each of the seats. <laughs> Which to a nine-year-old and 12-year-old and even to a 49-year-old is yeah. really damn funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. I, <laughs> like, I, I didn't know about that. Wow. I, how do I, well, and I, you know who also was talking about moving to Texas? Yeah. Is Joe Rogan. That's right. Now, now, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan said, all right, I can't stand it. I may move to Texas. I, I said, Joe, we'd welcome you here. Now, now, you and I know Joe had been the number one podcast until till, till Joe Rogan was dethroned mm -hmm. by... Yours truly and this podcast here. Oh, that's here. right. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, well, I, I hope I, I hope he didn't take it so hard that he he realized that you know really that huge podcast is in Texas. It's at the Cruz residence, so he's got to go go see where the magic is. <laughs> and, and look, Joe, Joe Rogan had his flirtation with Bernie Sanders, and if he thinks that 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 big government status are the way to go, then stay where you are, Joe. We don't want you yeah. if you want to bring that that, that 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 kind of totalitarianism to us. But, but if, if this has made you realize, you know, people like to be free. Leave me the hell alone. That, that doesn't mean anarchy. Yeah. It means respect civil liberties, respect freedom, 
If you're willing to stand for freedom, come to Texas, we want you. And you know, the, the Joe Rogan move and the Elon Musk move are both interesting because I know that Joe was a Bernie bro for a while, but he really is a sort of independent thinker. You can't always nail him down on one political party or the other. And the fact that the, the effect of this government overreach has been to tell people who, like Elon Musk or like Joe Rogan, who are a little more independent-minded, hmm, maybe the left is really not where the future is. Maybe the left is not, not where your interests are. That could have some serious effects for November. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of, a lot of variables. Profound. Well, am I remembering right that, that, that Joe Rogan had an episode that he had Elon Musk on where they both smoked pot? <laughs> I believe he on did. On the podcast? I don't know if he inhaled, but they did both smoke pot. Uh, I, I, so, so, so I don't know if, if, if maybe there's sort of a libertarian streak that's coming out. That's okay. You're welcome to come here too. You and I might have an episode in, in, in which, you know, I was asking you before if you owned a smoking jacket, I can see you pull it out like a Sherlock Holmes pipe or something. That's true. We could. That's, I guess that's one thing I could bring from California to Texas. Uh, well, I'll have to save that for a future episode. Uh, obviously, before we go, we got to get to some mailbag questions. There are a lot of people who have questions all over the place. So let's get right into it from Nick. Senator, what do you think, if you think anything at all, about that video that came out of Georgia, the shooting of the uh, man Ahmad Arbery by those two guys in the truck? Uh, do you have any take on this? This is being, on one hand, people are saying that these were crypto clansmen and it, it's a modern day lynching. On the other hand, people are saying e even possibly it was justified. I think most people are not taking uh, either of those extreme positions. What, what is your take? Uh, look, I, I I saw the video of the shooting. I think I think it's really troubling, uh, and and so I, I'm glad to see that the prosecution is moving forward. Based on what I've seen, what, what happened seems wrong. Now now look, this whole theme has uh, of this show we focused on civil liberties, and so the defendants have a right to presumption right. of innocence. They have a right to due process, and so 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 the trial ought to go forward. They ought to look at what the actual evidence is. We don't know all the evidence, but I got to say. You know, anytime you have two people driving up in a truck and 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 shooting an unarmed man, uh, that's really problematic. And 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 certainly with the the the, the tragic history of race in our country, um, it, it it raises it, it's messed up. So I'm glad that the prosecutors are moving forward. Based on what I've seen, there's certainly enough evidence to move forward. But the process needs to play out and, and we need to, to, to find out the truth. That's too reasonable, Senator. That has no place on Twitter or anywhere else on the internet. You have to have a very extreme <laughs> position or else you're, you're not allowed to voice it on the internet. From Vince, is there any legislation planned or being proposed to curtail the suppression of content on social media platforms? Uh, or could or should this be a private citizen endeavor to sue where needed or where possible? All of the above, yes. Uh, as you know, a huge focus of mine has been the power of big tech. And, and big tech is engaging in censorship. It's a handful of Silicon Valley billionaires who, who frankly are, are, are too often petty tyrants and authoritarians themselves. And then they feel unchecked. Uh, you know, I, I chaired a hearing a number of months ago on, on censorship of big tech where we put up an internal PowerPoint from Google. Uh, and it was entitled The Good Censor. And by the way, that's Google's own term. That's not my term. That's how they entitled it. And they described how the internet used to be believe in laissez-faire free speech. Yeah. But instead, big tech, they said, had made a decision to move towards what they called 
a European-style censorship model, and they identified Google, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter as the kind of major players. That's exactly right, and, and, and I think it is a profound threat to democracy. I'll, I'll give you a recent example, YouTube, which has been, Google and YouTube have been the worst offenders, by the way. I mean, yeah. Google, they used to have their motto be uh, do no evil. Now I think they've just d deleted the first two words. Now their <laughs> motto is just evil. Yeah, evil. Like, like, evil. Like they're just shameless. Yeah. Um, you know, Google's gone after Prager University, one of the more absurd examples. They, they restricted as adult content Prager U's episode on the Ten Commandments. You really can't make this crap up. The Ten Commandments, because it discussed murder. I mean, I guess it does. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, like, 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 you know, you would think that, 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 that these techie autocrats would actually pause and say, okay, maybe we're beclowning ourselves too much here. Let's right. stop. But YouTube's latest in, in the midst of the pandemic. They said they're going to block and pull down any video that disagrees with the health recommendations from the World Health Organization. Now, the WHO, as you know, has really disgraced itself yeah. by its willingness to be a puppet for the communist government in China to repeat Chinese communist lies, to repeat in January the WHO was loudly saying, the, the Chinese lie, there is no human-to-human -human transmission of coronavirus. Okay, if YouTube followed that, that, that plan, if you were one of the communist, uh, the, the, the Chinese physician whistleblowers who heroically stood up against, uh, stood up and pointed out the coronavirus, if you made a video on YouTube, apparently under YouTube's policies, they'd pull you down because yeah. the WHO says coronavirus cannot pass from person to person. What utter garbage. And so we need to do much more to, to go after big tech. That includes potentially repealing Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which gives them a special protection from liability that Congress has passed. Mm. Nobody else gets. I've been leading the edge on that. Uh, it also includes looking at antitrust litigation uh, or or. or a case from the Department of Justice. These are monopolies that are abusing their monopoly power. I think we've got to do more, and I think it's a profound threat to our democracy. It is. It's an urgent threat. It does happen a lot on YouTube. Maybe they'll take this episode down. I don't know. I hope they don't. And uh, if they do, I bet the ACLU will be nowhere in sight to defend us. Uh, so much more. No, to no, touch no, on. no, no. The ACLU will be with big tech saying, yes, we're all <laughs> for silencing speech because we are. Partisan lefties. It, it really, it, it's sad. I, it, it's a yeah. sad thing to see. That's the ACLU, the a ADPU, as you say. That, that will be the next one. <laughs> uh, we'll probably be even further into the upside down by then, but we'll, we'll just have to wait until next time. That's our show. I'm Michael Knowles. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations, and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code Ben for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code Ben, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com. 